Welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast, encouraging women to become better disciples of Jesus. Every week we hear from women just like us that are being intentional to know Jesus more and to make him known. Here's your host, Carmen Halsey. Hi, ladies, and welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast. I hope your week is going well. Today, I'm joined by one of my friends, one of your friends, an ordinary Illinois Baptist woman, my friend, Emily Bryan. Hey, Emily, how are you? I'm good. Good. I started the recording because, Emily, I'm always bad at starting the recording, and I'm just into conversation. And it's been a while since you and I have talked, but, ladies, she has shown up wearing her Priority t-shirt, Transforming Grace, and I told her, way to represent. So thanks, Emily. Absolutely. I love this shirt. Emily, I'm trying to remember the first time that you and I met. I think that one of the first women's events after you came on, maybe Jill McNichol introduced us. Okay. All right. Well, you've always been a mover shaker. I mean, you know, and I was always intrigued with your marriage. And I got to know a little bit about your all story when you dated and how you were involved in hot air balloons and helped to fly those. And then we've traveled to Bangladesh together, you know, and so lots of ways we know each other. But I want you to tell the ladies just a little bit about who you are and please include the part about your recent education so that we can see how God's positioning you now, because that's where I'd like to just unpack some of our conversation. Absolutely. So I attended a Southern Baptist church plant when I was in like junior high, and it was the first time I had seen people's faith really make a difference in their everyday life. And I was very intrigued by that. And so I came to know the Lord when I was 12, and he just started doing a work in me already. And in high school, I thought my path was going to be a law degree, and I loved talking, and I loved arguing, and and I could win. And so, you know, that... I'd say you're competent. You would do that. I would back (laughs) away from you really quick. I'd say I'm on her team. You're competent. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, and so... Then I noticed as we were looking for schools that God was starting to do a work and change my heart and my mind. And he was giving me more of a desire for the people themselves than for like cases and the law and winning. And so I started looking at biblical counseling degrees and I knew that I wanted to be a wife and a mom, but I also knew that I could use that counseling training no matter what I was doing in my own home with my family or just serving in any position in my church and being a good friend to offer wise advice to others. And so I started on that path and I had finished my junior year when my husband James proposed to me. And so I came home and got married and then we started immediately having our children. Mm -hmm. And we have three children who are now 12, 11, and eight. Mm -hmm. And man, that went by fast. Yeah. Yes. Cute too. They're adorable. And I loved uh, being home with them when they were younger. But then I started, and actually my husband, James, started really feeling a direction from the Lord for me to go back and finish that degree. He saw it before I even did. And he started asking me if if I was interested in that. And so once our kids were old enough to be in school or, you know, kind of in in daycare, I went back to school to finish my degree. And so this was in Louisville, Kentucky. I would do part of my classes online, but then one day a week I drove there and I was in all day class and then drove back home. It was a long day. Uh And, you know, doing homework late in the evenings after the kids were in bed. But I saw something really interesting because 
God had done a lot in my life from the time when I was 18, 19, and 20 studying counseling to when I was a wife and a mom and, you know, we had experienced marriage and we had suffered a miscarriage. And so a lot of life had happened. And so I realized that I was learning, you know, the same counseling program, but it was impacting and influencing me very differently because I could relate more to some of the case studies. And it just, it had more of a substantial feel when I was studying it because of those life experiences. And so I did a lot of work, (laughs) a lot of late nights and was able to complete that degree and graduate and have my whole family there with me. And it was so exciting. And I just was glad to see the steps of obedience to finish, you know, that program that God had started me in all those years before. And to see him teaching me things in a new and a fresh way. You know, it was priority like 2016 when Kathy Litton was there and she was sharing her experience about losing her first husband. And she said something that just struck me then because it hadn't been long since we had lost our daughter Aubrey through miscarriage. And she said, I was desperately looking for a God that I didn't have to look for before. And that was that was the difference. You know, I had experienced that loss and that grief and and it was just I personally had to see God in a new light and I needed him in a different place than I had been before. And that renewed that passion for counseling and meeting other women in those places. And it just made everything I was learning in my classes so much more real and personal after going through that. And so, yeah, so that's, I went back to school as a mom with three kids (laughs) and uh, God brought me through it and taught me amazing things that I was so excited about. That's great. I had to write that down because you just, that was such a good reminder of Kathy. That was really good. I I wrote that down. I just was desperately seeking a God that I didn't have to seek out before. And sometimes with our walk with Christ, right, things can, not that you don't have hard spots, but boy, when the, when, when the life shakes under your feet, it's like, I I was putting that in words, like you wrestle with your faith, you know, but man, she just put that so, so clear, so clear. Okay. Emily, here's where I'm intrigued because probably one of the greatest requests I hear from um, women across our state is help with resources in biblical counseling or an interest in them pursuing biblical counseling. And what I love about your story is, yes, you went the formal route and have a degree in it. But what I love is your heartbeat, your eyes shifted to you're you're looking at the lay leader, that the Carmen's out there. How do we equip them with skills? Because we're we're having these conversations. They're just everyday conversations. And we just can take these skills and work them into our conversations. We don't have to be on stage or we don't have to be in uniform, but we can be strategic. And I so I'm interested because there's more than one size fits all. But you've just spoke to the choir. The other thing you said is that adult learner, because we know this with adult learning programs, they've already lived life. And the reason that schools and universities can do accelerated programs is because they're taking theory and they, they've already lived these life experiences and they know that. So it's it's an easier, quicker, connected learning for right. that adult than it may be some. And you just demonstrated that, that you said, hey, one of the things I discovered, it's like, wow, there looked like there might have been wasted years or a gap. But they weren't gaps because now I lived all this life that now this helped me to be able to to put it into context. Absolutely. For sure. We're always learning, you know, through all of life. And we're always seeking the Lord, growing in understanding of who he is and the scriptures. And, you know, whether that's meeting with a mentor in your church to continue that or it's a class in your church or 
going back to school formally, whatever it might be, being open to continue growing and learning is part of the Christian walk, you know, and so we should always be seeking that out. And the Lord will use whichever method and type fits where he has you in life to teach you great things and to show up there and meet you there. So whichever path is an option or whichever path God puts in front of you for continuing to learn and grow in him is going to make a great change in your life and your ministry and the lives of those around you that you reach. Mm-hmm. Emily, I know that God is doing some transition in you, in your husband's life, your family's life, because he's lining you up more with the local church who's doing a lot of this training and biblical counseling skills, but intentional to the lay leader. Yes. Um, give give us an example. Give us a couple examples of how the church that the church is going about that. What's what's intriguing you? What are you watching that you like that we may be able to learn from? Yeah. So I love. First of all, I love the desire for a church to really put emphasis on this care and counseling ministry. Our our people in our churches, of course, are facing life and hurting, and the church and God and scripture, that's where they're supposed to go when they need help. And so just first of all, I love their desire to even do this. So they have multiple levels. They do have like certified counselors people can meet with. But then they also offer their own training program in their church for lay people who want to become these like care mentors. And so you can go through trainings and you can, you know, observe counseling. You get to do a little bit of practice and participation. And when you go through this program and you finished it, then you're a care mentor who can meet with people, you know, in your church. And they have a whole center with, you know, counseling rooms that are available to not just the certified counselors, but also these care mentors to be used. And then they also have smaller, like core classes on different areas of life, different areas of struggle, where you can come and just focus on that area and see what scripture and God has to say about that and and how we apply scripture to that part of life. And so whether you're a person who is struggling and needs help or whether you're a person who wants to help others, there is a pathway there to be trained and to be met where you are and to use the word of God to change people's lives. That's really good. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, Emily, like if somebody's going through that, those skills now that they've just learned, it's just going to be part of who they are, taking it back into workplace or their family Absolutely. relationships. Something that you said, it's like, you know, Carmen, I just want people to realize when they're in an everyday conversation with a friend in their house over a cup of coffee and they're speaking into somebody's life, that's biblical counseling. Absolutely. If, if they're going back and saying, what does the word of God have to say about right. it? And how does that impact this decision? So. Yes. That's honestly my biggest heart in all of this. Studying biblical counseling and how much I love it is really not about a career per se, but more just about this desire for men and women, whoever, to have conversations that point their friends and their family to Christ, that start mm-hmm. with, you were created by God. You know, he's the one who knows you and his scripture shares about your heart and how change happens. And that's where your identity and your hope comes from. And so, the, the gospel and, and the scriptures, that's the basis for everything that we do, everything that we face. So every time that we talk with somebody about their life or a choice they're having to make or a struggle that they're facing, we want to be giving them godly biblical wisdom and pointing them to him above any kind of, you know, program or self-help or whatever it might be. We want to point them to the Lord, to the true hope and the true change. Instead of just a quick fix, we want their whole life to be changed forever. 
mm-hmm. and to be growing in him. And so, yeah, every every friend, every mentor, every small group or Sunday school class in your church, when you you know share a prayer request and somebody responds with helpful advice, we I want that to be biblical counsel. Mm, that's really good. That's good. You know, ladies, one of the things that we're working on right now as we look forward to priority in 2023, we know that you asked for the the breakout sessions. That's the key thing that the women are getting because it is practical equipping that we take back into our everyday life, which is one of the reasons I really wanted to do an update on a podcast with, with Emily because I knew she had just finished school and I was curious what that was looking like now manifesting out into her into her life. And obviously you're getting to hear her heart and what God is telling her just like me. But just know that this is one of the things that we're working on for priority is how do we bring classes, biblical counseling tools and tips and offer them to you, but in a context that you can understand how to use them and how not to use them. And that's that's right. really that's really important. So if there's an interest there or you need a resource sooner, reach out to me. This is a reason we say get connected to the community. You know, you can follow us on Facebook at Illinois Baptist Women, find us on Instagram at, at Illinois Baptist Women or come to our website and check out resources at ibsa.org backslash women. So Emily, that is one of the things that we're, we're looking at. And I want to I wanna mention something else. We, ne- we never have enough time on these podcasts, <laughs> but we're going to tag your contact information if that's okay. Are you okay being a resource to other ladies if they want? Okay. okay. Because like I said, it's one of the number one things I hear requested. Put us in, put us in, in path. And we do some partnerships like with Southwestern. And, and so we're trying to bring formal ways that ladies can engage. But there was something that you told me about one of the key credentialing organizations. Who do you go back to? I think you said it's ACBC. Tell us a little bit about that because you mentioned some wonderful resources yes. that are available to the Carmens too there. So tell me about that. Yes. So ACBC, Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, and they have a website full of resources. They have, you know, blogs and articles. They have their own trainings. They have conferences, but then they also have a bunch of resources. They have full books, but then they also have these smaller, just little quick books on all different topics of life and counseling and questions and social issues that you can have a quick glimpse into what does God say about this? How do I apply scripture to this? How do I help myself through this? Or how do I help someone else who's facing this? And those are simple and easy to pull out. And they're extremely useful and helpful. I love tools like that because it typically is that when we're reaching out for help is because a topic, a cultural issue has hit our doorsteps, you know, and we're saying, how do I, how do I navigate, how do I navigate the water, which goes back to what you just quoted, Kathy Litton was changing, you know, I'm desperately seeking a God that I didn't have to seek before. And I think that's part of our walk with him. We seek him again when different situations hit our doorstep, but it's only when we're in that desperate posture, meaning I love this person and I don't know what to do, but I'm not giving up on him. And it's like, you got, you got to meet me here. So I'm going to play the naive card, you know, for a minute. So biblical counseling always starts with the word of God. Absolutely. What does God's word have to say about this? Yes. Okay. And anytime, you know, one of the things you always, especially say back to women is stay in your role at church. You know, when you're having a conversation with somebody or working with somebody, don't think you're the counselor. You know, there's a time to pass them off to counseling. Right. 
And so that's always that's always a point of tension, I think, in church leadership that that scares them about some of our small groups. Maybe scared is the wrong word, but it's always a point of tension right. that sometimes we go a little bit deeper than maybe we're skilled to do. Is that ever a concern? Is that something that biblical counseling addresses? Can anybody be dangerous? I mean, you're making it sound like Carmen can sit, learn, put some tools and go at it over coffee. Yeah. Uh, so absolutely. And it's knowing knowing when to say, I don't know. You know, instead of just going and going, saying, I know the word of God says this, or I know it doesn't say this, or I'm not sure the exact answer to that specific practical question. And then if it's something you can go and find resource and help from and bring back to them, or if it's going to be a big enough ongoing issue that you do need to connect them with someone else. And thankfully, we're in a time where if your church doesn't have someone, you know, you can find these biblical counselors who can meet people virtually. And so we're in a time where there is access to help and people who might be more experienced or on just a certain topic. And so it's more about just knowing when to say, I don't have that word from the Lord, or I don't have that answer. Let me find out or find someone who can help you. But we can all, you know, study the word, pray with them, point them to what we do know about the Lord. And I think you'd be surprised also you know, when you look at our Bible, God says it's everything we need for life and godliness. There's not a page on each social issue or each life issue, but we take what we know about who God is and how he works and who we are in him, and we apply it to each of those areas. So the word of God is useful for all of those life topics that we come across. And I think people would be surprised to know basic truths about who God is can make a big difference in each one of those issues. They don't have to have this extensive knowledge on every single thing people face in life. But like I said, just knowing when you're past the point that you can help and being willing to stop and say, I don't know, but let's get you somewhere with someone who does. That, that's good. That's good and insightful, Emily, because people, again, people are always looking for counselors and counselors that are available. And more often than not, they're not finding them. Right. And so, so for you here, you say, man, we live in a world that, you know, it's solid, but we can look at this different. How does somebody, how does somebody vet out a biblical counselor to know if they're solid or, you know, not, or. Yeah. So I would say that resource I gave you, ACBC, you can go there and search for a counselor who has been through their certification program and they can match you up with that. So that's one option. But then also, you know, if it's someone who's not like part of that organization, Maybe finding someone who has been through counseling with them to ask them, you know, what resources did they use? You know, what wisdom did they give you or where did they point you to see if it always lined up, you know, with scripture and if it was wise or not? Because someone who's, you know, had experience with that would definitely be helpful for you to see. And, you know, also asking, you know, someone you trust in ministry, a pastor or a state leader or whoever it might be, because they may know someone, you know, personally who they can say, yes, I know their faith and I know what they do. So those are all good options. And just like any time that you're listening to a sermon or a lesson from someone teaching you, you're you're always keeping yourself aware and going back to scripture and seeing, does this match up with God's word? And so if you're with someone in counseling, you're still doing that. And so if you're, if you're being counseled by someone and you see that you think that they're leading you away from what God's word says or something that's unwise, according to the scriptures, then you can stop, you know, and, and find someone else. So always being aware of that. Sure. 
you know, I was teaching a leadership cohort or facilitating one earlier this week and the Mets with some leaders out in the field one day. And it's, it's good to have a football. I love being out in the field. It just brings out the creativity and work, you know, and getting to one on one with the people. But one of the things we were talking about, I was talking to one particular lady and she's like, you know, I just I hear this a lot. I don't consider myself a leader. And and I, you know, and I always lean back in and say, you know, the currency of leadership is influence and we all have influence and how do we how do we cultivate that influence which comes right out of some of the books that we use okay so i give credit but i always say that a leader sees that preferred future and that would be you know some from something mark miller would have wrote but i say a leader sees a preferred future and our lives should demonstrate a preferred future and it was such an epiphany moment for me this week simple but it was such an epiphany moment that God just, I say, broke bread. He just made it clear, you know, in front of my eyes, like the, you know, the guys on the road to Emmaus. And it was like, I'm thinking, is that why we're having so much trouble evangelizing and sharing the gospel? Because we don't see the preferred future. It's not real, the restored earth, what's coming. And then I look at it and I think also people that are broken, your life. Sometimes I think we're we're cowarding back. We're we're shying back instead of letting our light shine, and we're thinking we're being humble. And I think it's time to realize that that's still pride to the other end of the spectrum. Right. That God says, "Let our light shine." Our lives will look different, and there's going to be a lot about your life that looks really good compared to somebody else. But it really hit me like an epiphany moment. Isn't that the preferred future? If you're the woman that's teaching and you think, man, these ladies, these young women that I'm teaching, they're broken and they're coming out of this walk of life or whatever. And I've never walked that. I've never experienced it. And one of the things I learned when we did some work in Newport, Arkansas, the prison, is the ladies told this one young woman leader, you don't understand seeing you, the fact that you've not walked what we walked. It's not that you're the goody two shoes. There's hope. You're a picture of who we think we might be able to be. And we've never met her before. And so it was such that epiphany moment. And I hear you. I hear that's what you're saying. You know, how do we meet them? How do we show them this preferred future that they can have? And that's what the Bible tells us. This is what God, this is what God wants for you. So, yeah, I think about all areas of ministry that we do in the church. And it's all about being with people, you know, getting into the mess of their lives and bringing the hope of the gospel to them. So to some extent, understanding what scripture says about our hearts and how we change and where we find our identity, that basic level of biblical counseling per se is useful in every area of ministry. And, you know, I was in a breakout at Priority about friendship in the margins with Cassie Hammett. Mm -hmm. And she said, I wrote this down. She said, at its root, poverty is a relational brokenness. And so she's talking about, you know, working with those who are poor, those, you know, in those areas of life. And she said, it demands a relational solution. Their relationship with the Lord is broken. Their relationship with themselves is broken, relationship with others. So that's just another area of ministry where these ideas of biblical counseling, the truths and the basis of this apply to there. And so being able to help people really see how God can meet them and how he can bring change in their lives is important in every different area of ministry that we do. Mm, That this, this is great conversation, great conversation. So Emily, I have to wrap this up. Any, what about that woman? Um, Where would you tell them if, if something you said today is intriguing them? What might be something that you would tell them to to do next? I would say in one of my first counseling classes, when I first went to college, they had us read the book 
called How People Change by Timothy Lane and Paul Tripp. And it also has a workbook that you can work through alongside to kind of personally apply and see how it works. And it really changed my whole perspective of how we change and how we grow and how God meets us there and how to view ourselves, how to view that process. And it really laid that foundation for me um, and what was initially uh, that God used to really change my outlook and perspective on this. And so that would be one route to go for sure. Definitely. Okay. That's good. And ladies, we'll put that, we'll put that in the episode notes also, you know, a contact for that or information on how to get your hands on that book. So that's good. Emily, thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for having me. I was excited to talk about this. This has been a treat and we'll continue. And ladies, I apologize because you're probably sitting there on the edge of your seat saying, don't don't cut her off. Don't cut her off. And (laughs) and I don't want to, but I have to. So we want to thank you for joining us today. Again, Emily's contact information will be in in the episode notes. So feel free to reach out to her. Check out those other resources. Look forward to priority, you know, because like I said, we're going to have these resources there for you. We're being very intentional about this year to introduce some, to take some further. But as we wind down today, I want to say thank you for joining us. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Share it out with your friends if you think that will be helpful. Have a great rest of your Friday, a blessed Sabbath, and I'll see you back here next week on the Priority Now podcast. You've been listening to the Priority Now podcast with host Carmen Halsey. Resources mentioned today are listed in the episode notes in the podcast app. Stay connected with us through social media and our website, ibsa.org slash women.